there literary fans and welcome to episode 90 of Jeff Reads His Book. I am your host Jeff and today we're reading chapter 43 of Homecoming, a book I wrote in a month. So if you want to get in contact with me, head on over to jeffreadshisbook.com and right there there's a few ways you can contact me. And while you're there, please for the love of God buy a prequel to this book we're reading today. That's right, Bringing Balance and Offworlder, both for sale in Dead Tree format and electronic book format. Yes, very exciting. So today, uh, I don't have any feedback for you folks. Uh, actually, and this is just my bad, but I just realized I never posted episode 89. So after I record this intro, I think I'll walk over and do it. <laughs> That's bad, right? Eh, what are you going to do? I forget sometimes. And the worst part was I edited it on Tuesday. It was ready to rock Tuesday afternoon. Probably didn't listen to it till Thursday to make sure it was all good. And here we are. Yeah. So I really got to get on my get off my ass and get that done, right? Oh, uh, well. So I am still participating in National Novel Writing Month. The little bit of a problem I'm having is I'm not writing the book. <laughs> so, like, um, yesterday I wrote maybe 30 words, maybe 40. That's bad. Bad, bad, bad. So, at this point, I think I'm about 10,000 words behind schedule here. So, I really got to ramp it up. I'm hoping to write, like, 5,000 words today, which seems uh, impossible. But we'll give it a shot. Um... The book is, it's fine, actually. I think it's not going badly. It's just, what do I want to say? So I get excited, and I'll blast out a thousand words in no time. If I'm writing, like, an exciting chapter, like something fun happens, like there was a little bit of a fight uh, two chapters ago. That was pretty neat. But then you got to write, like, connectors. The whole thing can't just be them fighting, I don't think. Can it? I doubt it. It would be very boring, because I don't know how to describe wizard fights very well. I mean, it's all just lightning bolt, lightning bolt, but I don't know what else to say. Uh, you know. So, I do have to get off my ass and start writing today. So, I'm trying to rush through uh, this podcast so I can get to it, you know what I mean? Um, this is hard as balls. I just hate writing all the connecting tissue. Connective tissue? It's the tendons that hold the meat of the uh, story together, huh? That's disgusting, I think, but yeah, it's been hard. That's all. That's all. I don't have an excuse. It's not like I... Last week, I didn't do too bad. I was getting down like 2,000 words a day, basically, once I changed my uh, habits. So I started just work ends at 2, I start working out till 3, and then at 3 to 5, I'm fucking nailing that book, right? That's the only thing I can do. If I don't like schedule shit, it's just not going to work, so. And this week's going to be busy, so that'll be fun. <sighs> yeah. But uh, I got to get this done. I cannot not win NaNoWriMo, right? NaNoWriMo? Whatever. I got to get it done, so. Uh, and speaking of books, let's talk about what we're reading today. Chapter 43. So it is 54 lines long. Um, basically, in this chapter, all we got happening is like a little bit of a reunion. Uh, you decide who's coming to it, though. Ooh, we'll find out when we read. Uh, nothing really exciting happens. I guess there's... Um, 
I mean, stuff happens. It's not good. What are you going to do? All right. Why don't we just dive in to chapter 43? Well, I'm back from uploading episode 89, and I also have acquired my drink for today. So today, while we read this terrible book, I will be sipping on some uh, Jim Beam uh, bonded Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. So this comes in one of their like special bottles. Uh, I've had the double oaked on the podcast before. Same shape bottle. This one though is hundred proof. It's very good. Same price though. Nineteen ninety nine. Not bad. Not bad. Mm. I'm drinking it neat because apparently I want to be non-functional today. But uh, what are you gonna do? Mm. Jim Beam's got some good products lately. I like this. Um, I did realize on the, uh, last episode, I said I was drinking Old Jug (laughs) Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. It was Old Tub. So, uh, you guys will, I'm sure, forgive me for getting Jug and Tub messed up on this freaking shoddy looking bottle. It's great. It's great. But, uh, I didn't get that this week. Um, I just opted for the Jim Beam. I don't know why, but, uh... Maybe I got it at a different liquor store. I think I was on a run to uh, the Discount Drug Mart, which is where we do like half our grocery shopping. (laughs) But uh, I had to swing by a liquor store near there, and uh, I just mixed it up. They didn't have the old tub or old jug, if you listen to last episode. Mm. But this one's very good. 100 proof, very tasty. Mm. I don't know if I'd say I like it more than... um, Wild Turkey 101, but I like it a lot. It's very good. It's hard to, like, mix these up, you know what I mean? Who knows which one's better? Who gives a shit? Okay. Like you guys are taking my bourbon, uh, uh, bourbon, um, suggestions. That's the word I wanted. Wow. Okay, here we go. Let's read this pile of crap. Margot awoke in the sunshine to someone calling her name in the distance. She opened one eye to test the light and found herself looking directly into Henry's ear. Ew. Rolling onto her back, she sat up and surveyed the surroundings. Slowly, she recalled falling asleep in the Badlands, relatively unprotected, after a trying day. Looking to her right, she saw Astrid breathing gently, her leg still propped up on a rock. Margot, Henry, came the call again. Another voice joined in, yelling, Henry, my lady. Margot rose to her feet and brushed off her clothes. She felt absolutely filthy, and she cast a quick spell on her hair to get it back in order. I was going to say get it back in absolutely filthy. Sorry, all right, it's just reading problems. Stretching and testing her sore legs, she started off over the rise to see who was calling her name. Cresting the hill. Who? Oh, oh, okay. Who do you think it is? Huh? If you uh, want to guess, then pause right here. And then, well, don't pause right here. Okay. If you want to guess, what you can do is right into the show. Go to jeffreadsbook.com. And right there, there's three ways to contact me. Email jeff at rainbow-100.com. Mastodon jeff at toot-rainbow-100.com. Or on Twitter at Fortran Jeff. And tell me who you think she's going to see. Now pause the podcast and go quickly send it. Okay, now we're back. All right. <laughs> um, I'm going to have booze. Mm-hmm. I hope you guys had booze while you sent me that email. 
Hmm. I know uh, this week, Glenn told me on uh, Friday, uh, previous host Glenn, that he was painting his attic, which he has been doing, and listening to me while he does it, which, bad choice. But uh, then he was trying to decide, because his wife was going to help uh, today, if he would subject her to this podcast. And I said, you probably shouldn't. <laughs> the lovely Laura has been listening to it, too. She's been listening to the podcast uh, Trying to think. I don't think she really said anything about what I talked about, so whatever. All right. Uh, okay, what the fuck were we talking about? She, uh, cresting the hill, Margot's heart jumped when she saw two people walking down the road. Leonid and Ted. And a third, Benbo, driving Leonid's extremely dirty carriage. Gotta go to the carriage wash. Do you think they have those in the world of magic, like a car wash? Ooh, but would you leave the horses attached, or would they just stand there and get washed too? I would leave the horses attached. That, how could they not like that? Um, I feel like there'd be like a water wheel on a river that would make all those brushes turn that go over the top of your car, or your carriage, I guess, whatever. Um, that would be an interesting, like, and useless invention, is like a pre-industrial uh, car wash, right? Since there would be no cars. <laughs> but it would run on like water or wind or some nonsense. That'd be fun. I wonder if he could do it. I'm sure you could do it, but we should ask Elon Musk. He's so smart. Yay. I'm just kidding. Fuck that guy. Uh, if you own a Tesla, you're a bad person. Let's keep reading. All right. <laughs> um, does anybody remember where I was? I don't. Crossing. Uh, yeah. Benbo driving Lena is extremely. Okay. She smiled and relaxed for the first time in a day. She was happy to see help show up without having to trek all day with an injured woman. Up here, she called down to the road, apparently having her voice crack. All three turned and looked at her. Ted threw his arms into the air in apparent victory. Hooray! He didn't actually say that. I added it. Leonid waved back, and Benbo thought she could see Benbo cry a little. Wow. That's... I don't understand what's trying to happen there. We could use some help, she called, and patiently waited for the two on foot to come to her aid. Are you okay? Leonid asked when he got to her. Is Henry hurt? We're both fine, she said, smiling. We've picked up another woman, though, and she has a broken leg. I just need some help carrying her. When the three arrived at what passed for Margot's camp... Because it's a rock. Ugh. They found... Oh, screensaver. Um, they found both still asleep on the ground. Margot shook Henry on his side and sprang... Margot shook Henry on his side and sprang awake. I would assume he sprang awake was supposed to happen there. Wow. I was probably just trying to finish this. It's probably like day of its due date or whatever. I don't know. Let's have some booze. And sprang awake. Ow, damn, that hurts, he exclaimed, gingerly prodding himself and wincing with each touch. Waking Astrid was more difficult, but with enough shaking, her eyes opened, first with a squint of suspicion, but she smiled as her eyes, looking straight up at the blue sky, fully opened. She propped herself on her shoulders and looked around at the new arrivals. Astrid, this is Ted and Leonid, Margot said as each bowed slightly, and this is Astrid. 
Hi, she said simply. I'd get up, but I have a bit of an issue right now. May we help you up, my lady? Ted asked. Astrid laughed. Oh, I'm not a lady. Nonsense, Ted countered. Oh, what a gentleman. Ugh, he is great, isn't he? We haven't seen him. When was the last time we saw Ted? Right into the show at jeffreadshisbook.com, because I don't remember. All right. <laughs> uh, blah, 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 blah. Ted countered. You must allow us to help you. We have a carriage waiting on the road beyond the hill. With care, Leonid and Ted managed to get Astrid upright once again. Ted is such a bad name for this. And her face contorted with pain, presumably as the blood rushed back into her injured left leg. The three started off towards the carriage, leaving Henry and Margot to clean clean up the camp. What the fuck are they going to clean up? I mean, it's not like they had Arby's. Jesus. You know, my father asked if I minded leaving the two of you together last night, Margot explained as she shook a blanket clean. Okay, well, she had a blanket. There you go. (laughs) Mm. And now I'm out of booze. That's a bummer. What? Henry laughed. You're kidding. No, he asked if I felt comfortable leaving you two alone, she continued, as if something would happen. She felt Henry's arms slip around her from behind as she finished talking, and she dropped the blanket on the ground. As if there's anyone else in any world for me. Oh, get it? Any world? Because he's from the world of science and... Oh, fucking Christ. As if there's anyone else in any world for me, Henry said softly into her ear, causing Margot to close her eyes in pleasure. She turned around and kissed him. (laughs) I am so uncomfortable right now. She turned around and kissed him, pulling back only momentarily to say, let's go home now. And that ends chapter 43. Good news. I have more bourbon and now we can finish this episode. What did you guys think of that chapter? I mean... It wasn't awful. Uh, it seems short, like it probably could have been rolled into another chapter. So this is another case where I think I broke up chapters. Because I think I was kind of paging down through the next chapter, uh, chapter 44. And I think they could have been one chapter. It would have been fine. But um, I, uh, this is the when I was saying like you have to write all this connecting uh, text, you know, uh, and that was a problem for National Novel Writing Month. This might be one of those chapters. It's not great, but you have to get them from place to place. So, you know, what would be good. Maybe next time I write a book, which God help us, I don't. <laughs> um, it could do. What do I want to say? Like everybody just teleports around from scene to scene. That would be a good plot point because then I wouldn't have to write all the terrible parts where they're in a carriage or a car, let's assume. I don't know. Any of that. I feel like if I wrote something that wasn't... What do I want to say? I feel obliged in some way when they're in like a horse-drawn carriage going, I don't know, let's assume 100 miles, right? You have to fucking talk about that. That's taking forever, I assume. I have no idea how fast something like that goes. Not a farmer, so I... I I would think most farmers don't know either, (laughs) but whatever. (laughs) I don't have any experience with horses whatsoever, so it seems kind of, oh, we just lost power in the house, and it's back. We have a lovely electronics company here, or what do I want to say, the electric provider here uh, is called First Energy, 
You might have heard of them. Uh, they uh, named the Browns Stadium, Cleveland Browns, possibly one of the worst football teams ever. And uh, also, uh, what do I want to say? Oh, they caused the Northeast blackout in like 2003 where the power went out everywhere. I think that was 2003. Yep, so that was First Energy. So uh, if you didn't have power for like four days in 2003, that was them. And uh, what else? What else have they done that's terrible? Oh, yeah, they bribed Ohio politicians on the order of like $60 million to uh, make me have to pay to keep their nuclear plants online. Yeah, it's fucking... They're pieces of shit. But... On top of that, they can't keep the goddamn electricity on. <laughs> so we just had a brownout. It's a little bit windy, but I'm not giving them a pass on that. It's a little bit windy all the fucking time. So ugh, what a terrible fucking company. All right. Did you guys like that rant about my electricity provider? They are only my delivery thing. I, uh, in Ohio, you have like an electricity and gas provider choice program and uh, a lot of people, like if you live in my town, you know, you get a letter every like four years that says, hey, we have an aggregate purchasing program. Sign this form and you can get overpriced electricity for the next six years or whatever. It's so stupid. So finally, I caught wind of this. When I got my form, I opted out and uh, my house is entirely powered by wind energy. That's fun, huh? You guys can do that too. If you're in Ohio and wind energy is cheap as shit. So, uh, I mean, I think I pay like 0.02 cents more or something like that per kilowatt hour than if it was made by coal. So whatever. <laughs> and actually that makes me feel better about my electricity bill. So I let that air conditioner just rip and roar this summer. Cause who gives a fuck? I mean, it's made out of wind. Who gives a crap? All right, all right, all right. What the hell were we talking about? Like, I honestly don't remember. Uh, does anybody else remember? They came, they found, they were camping. I don't know. Who gives a shit? All right, I'm annoyed that my power just went out, but we're back. It's all lit up. I'm doing this on a laptop, so we didn't lose power for the podcast. Thank God, right? Okay, that was quite a rant, so why don't we just continue with some discussion questions, shall we? Oh, I was talking about how hard it is to write, like, the connecting, like, tissue for these stories, and, um, yeah, that would be a good book if they just warped around, you know, like, Super Mario Brothers style, and you didn't have to worry about, like, how they got to one place or another. They just went from exciting scene to exciting scene. I feel like, actually, ooh, that's what Kurt Vonnegut was trying to do in Slaughterhouse-Five, see? He was taking the easy road with that book. Me and him, we're, yeah, we think alike. That's why my books are so good, just like his books. <laughs> okay. I hope nobody listening takes me seriously when I compare myself to Kurt Vonnegut. <laughs> and, you know, in, on the, for that matter, have, has anybody read Kurt Vonnegut out there? If you have, write in with your favorite Kurt Vonnegut book. I gotta say, my favorite, you know, sounds cliche, but it's probably gotta be, still I gotta say, it has to be, freaking Slaughterhouse-Five is pretty amazing, right? Slaughterhouse-Five or the Children's Crusade, as it is known. But, um, 
I think he had, was it in the 2000s? I don't know. He had a, uh, he released a second uh, short story tome. He had a short story book, Welcome to the Monkey House. Pretty awesome. But he released a second one called uh, Bagumbo Snuffbox. And there was a short story in there about an American um, in World War II. That is fucking one of my favorite short stories. The end of it is just priceless. So you gotta, you gotta read it. It's just so great. He figures out how to say, where are your howitzers in German? So good. It's the best story. Best short story. I love it. It Makes me laugh every time I think about it. Maybe not the best short story, but you got any other short story like uh, compendiums? Right into the show at jeffreadsbook.com. I read like one by... I read a short story, like, uh, collection by, I don't remember who it was. It was, like, the girl who rides horses. Is that what it was? It was sci-fi, because I'm a big dork. Which is fine. You like that, right? The We're doing some live uh, binging here. Who rides... Uh, I'm getting this wrong. I don't know what the name of the book was. Fuck. Nope, nope. It's a story. Uh, got a, uh, I don't know what it's called. Okay, I don't know what the fucking book was, but I think that was the title. That was one of my favorite short stories. It was really good. It was about, like, um, future Earth, and they're trying to populate other planets, but, uh, you know, Earth is a goddamn disaster, which... I don't know if I'd call that science fiction, <laughs> but anyway, um, there were no horses left and she really wanted to ride horses or something like that. I don't know. It was a good book. That one was fun, but, um, yeah, yeah. Wow. Dark episode. Okay. Let's do some discussion questions. <laughs> um, oh, 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 okay. So, uh, Ted showed up again with Leonid, right? Ted and then fucking Benbo on his carriage. Ugh. Okay, so question one. What is your least favorite name in this book, right? I mean, the only reason I thought of this is Ted and Benbo. I hate both those names. They make me... Both names make me mad, right? I hate them. Okay. Hmm. So, but we have other options, right? Henry is in this book. Um, We're going to have to go back and listen to other chapters. I don't know. Let's see. We can do a quick search, right? There was the Lady Amarath. Who the fuck was that? Uh, Cecilia, Patrick, Taz, Louis. Would you call Margot's father Louis Lafleur or Louis Lafleur? I like Louis. Dahlia, Heinrich. Those are good names. So those are the lords. They're right at the beginning of this fucking book. Oh, there's Stephen, right? And Aaron made an appearance in this book. Those are pretty simple names, though. I, I feel like you can't say those are bad i don't know uh, maybe okay um well, well they went to see a general who had a stupid name right oh futzenheim <laughs> oh and ted's name was tedward <laughs> okay that might take the that might take the cake right there um um boop, 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 boop. tedward ingleward oh that was a bad name hmm I think I was trying to be funny and failed. I don't know. What else do you guys think? Can you guys remember any other names? I don't even know what Margot's mother's name was. 
which is not good if I write her into the next book that I'm writing right now, which I'm not. Um, I don't think she's in the book. Uh, okay, I'm tired. Let's just go to the end. What do you think the worst name is? Come on, write into the show at jeffreadsbook.com. I actually don't know. And um, I would say Benbo might rub me the wrong way the most. Fucking, he sounds like a hobbit. And I feel like I'm going to get sued for putting him in the book. But that said, Ted's pretty bad too. And if you write in and say Margo's a bad name, I will come. Just make sure you include your address so I can come and punch you in the face. Because Margo, that's a great name, right? A-U-X. Yeah. M-A-R-G-A-U-X. Great name. Why am I even spelling it for you? You people need to go to jeffreadsbook.com and buy the book so you can see how Margo is spelled. Very exciting. Yeah. But Margo rules. So if you say Margo, yeah. Yeah. Get ready for a bloody nose. Okay? Because I'm coming to your house. Okay. Uh, does that count as a threat? I think it's too vague to be a threat. But remember, include your address if you don't like the name Margo. Okay. Uh, okay, question two. So they were sleeping next to a boulder, apparently with a blanket that Margo f- fucking... What do you want to say? She pulled it out of her closet, but kind of like just... What is that word that just makes something appear? Nah, eh, I don't know. Uh, substantiated? Tra- I don't know. Trans- I, whatever. Okay. Uh, I'm tired. We're just going to say, uh, can you sleep on the ground? Can you? And give an example of somewhere where you can sleep that's as close as possible. I've, like, taken a nap on my den floor. Like, it's it's carpeted, but it's just a floor. No pillow, just fucking laid down. Usually that's, like, a back pain thing. Like, I gotta lay down. This thing hurts. And then, you know, you wake up ten minutes later feeling, well, still tired. I feel like you gotta, um, what do I want to say? Like, kind of wake up out of a nap sometimes it takes a few minutes for you to like become conscious but you more so just want to keep napping but that's not good you're supposed to take i think like cat naps like if you hit like an hour you're in trouble that's that's bad now you're gonna fuck up your sleep and all that kind of crap Mm -hmm. so i feel like based on my carpeted rug i could take a nap like in my front yard like on the grass that would work I mean, not now. I mean, if it was nice out, yeah, absolutely. I think I could pull that off on the ground. Um, in dirt, maybe not. I don't know. I don't like to be dirty. <laughs> uh, despite growing up in a town with dairy farms, I'm a city boy. I, I do not like being dirty. And it's made, like, uh, being married to, like, a drastically more city girl who, like, complains when there aren't streetlights. Um, or if the roads don't go, like, in a crisscross. She, she's even more so like a city, she's a city girl. So she is not into camping. She said she's gone with friends camping, hates it, hates it. But uh, she does like to, what, she wakes up, she wants to take showers and stuff like that. You know what I mean? And uh, it's kind of rubbed off on me. So the lovely Laura will be like at the end of like Sunday. So I'm going to go make the bed after this. And what I'm trying to say here is if I put clean sheets down, the lovely Laura is going to be annoyed if I don't take a shower before I get in our clean sheets, which, what am I doing today? Recording this podcast and writing yet another terrible book. So it's not like I'm sweating or anything like that, but still, she's like, you're not going to shower before you get in our clean sheets? What the hell's wrong with you? You know, so... 
that's city girl stuff right there. I don't know that she, I, she has napped on the floor, like, next to me, so that's not fair to say she wouldn't nap on the floor. So she can pull off, basically, when I say I can nap in my front lawn, I think that's where Lara would draw the line. Yeah. And, you know, uh, based on last week's episode, uh, this is what I'm sure you're all picturing. Landscaping stones in one corner of the yard, Jeff passed out in the center of the yard, and a 30 brick of Genesee cream ale on the curb waiting to be picked up in three days by the recycling crew. Yeah, that's how I live, baby. (laughs) But Laura won't have any of that. She insists on sleeping inside. What the hell? Oh, well, those are my two discussion questions. I kind of feel bad I used to do three. Maybe if my chapters get longer in the next book, we'll do we'll do three again, right? But what the fuck am I going to get three discussion questions out of this chapter, huh? I don't know. How do you guys like the end of that chapter, though, with, like, Henry wrapping Margo in his arms and get Ugh. 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 Can't you? I've... Mm. That is nasty. <laughs> I feel like her closing her eyes in pleasure was kind of like, that might have been crossing the line. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, We'll have to see what happens in the rest of this book, guys. So if you want to write into the show with discussion question answers or, you know, anything, uh, go over to jeffreadsbook.com. Right there. There's three ways to contact me. You can hit me up on email at jeff at rainbow-100.com. That's right, folks. I own that domain, baby. And then uh, you can go to, on Mastodon, uh, you can toot at jeff at toot.rainbow-100.com. I actually have gotten a response on there once, which is fun. That's fun. I think that was after I added my podcast to, there was like a, I, well, so they call Mastodon the Fediverse. So they had like somebody posted like, "Hey, add your Fediverse podcast to these wiki pages," and I added mine. And uh, I think he listened to it. He was pretty. He's cool. He's a German dude. Uh, we've conversed a few times. I don't know about what. A couple times though. Yeah, it's fun. But he listened to that podcast and me ranting about Amazon. Which, hey, big news. Still hate him. All right. And then um, anyway. Uh, you can also hit me up on Twitter at Fortran Jeff, and that's pretty exciting. Uh, I've gotten two responses on Twitter, one from a stranger like last year and one from Glenn. So that's exciting. Yeah, right to the show. I'm very nice to people. On Twitter, if you look at like my profile, I've been trolling advertisements lately, so um, don't let that put you off. I'm, yes, I am quite mean to what, Amazon Web Services, or, like, the college I attended, or who else was trying to sell me something? Some fucking desk company that I made fun of their picture. I don't know. Whatever. Just right into the show. Who gives a fuck? Anyway, I guess that about does it. I got some booze left because I poured way too much for my second one. Uh, I think the Cleveland Browns are going to kick off in what might be a monsoon uh, right now, maybe in two minutes. Do they usually kick off at 105? Fucking football start times. What a goddamn lie, huh? Right? Who's with me? JeffReadsHisBook.com right into the show. Okay. Anyway, I got uh, a book to write too, and I'm really debating if I should turn football on while I try to write a book because I feel like that's counterproductive. So 
Uh, I got to write a book. I hope you guys are writing books. If you're writing a book, write into the show, Jeffrey's book. Okay, and until next time, keep on reading. Keep on reading.